0: you are watching kind of funny games daily for thursday 14th of october 2021 it's me your host tamor and i'm joined by the young king the future class the slightly sick blessing Arioye junior
1: i am slightly sick i it's funny because when i joined when i call i i hit up tim this morning and i and i uh, shared with him a voice file just to mm. like check and see how i sound because it's hard to gauge how you sound because for me, when I listen to myself, when I hear my own voice as I'm talking, mm. I'm like, wow, I sound terrible. There's no way, <laughs> there's no way like I, I can show up, show up to work like this. But I sent it to him. Mm. I was like, hey, let me get like your perspective. Like, do I sound terrible? And he's like, no, you sound fine, <laughs> fine. But if you want to take off, you can take off. And I was like, no, because I feel good. If mm. I sound good enough to be on shows, then I'm totally, I, I want to be on shows because like mm. I'm healthy, I feel good. Like, I'm not, like, you know, I'm not congested or anything. It is legitimately just the the lost voice, which is fucking me up.
0: Best fun fact. Do you know why you sound weird to yourself when you hear yourself?
1: Is it vibrations? Is it the
0: vibrations? Yes, because when you hear yourself, you hear it through the vibrations of your cranium. And when you hear it externally, that's eliminated. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like you. That was a fun fact few more fun facts that as you know I like to try and bring some extra information to the kind of funny games dailies and I usually it. focusing it on around the day itself so we're going to do October 14th which uh, it was an important day in 1926 because AA A. Milne Milne first published Winnie the Pooh you know Winnie the Pooh Whoa. kingdom hearts character Winnie the Pooh um <laughs> Captain Chuck Yeager flew the flew a Bell X-1 rocket powered and experimental nice. aircraft the glamorous Glennis, faster than the speed of sound over the high oh. uh, high desert of southern California big up uh, that was in 1947 uh 1964 Martin Luther King Jr received the Nobel Peace Prize for striving to end racial inequality through oh, nonviolence shout out to him love that. um in the year 2000 the number one hit on October fourteenth was two thousand was Christina Aguilera coming on on, come on over baby in brackets. All I want is you, which is a pretty good song. It's a pretty good song.
1: I love the pronunciation of Agu- Aguilera because usually I say a- Aguilera, but Aguilera sounds more
0: Aguilera. Aguilera. Yeah. yeah, Aguilera, Aguilera. There's a character called Aguilar in something in video games, isn't there? And it just makes me reminds me of that.
1: That sounds like a Final Fantasy character.
0: Yeah, it does. Uh, and then in two thousand and seven. The reality TV show series "Keeping Up with the Kardashians" premiered. The show's Whoa. huge popularity helped make various family members major celebrities, notably Kim Kardashian. And what I would say is that's not what made made her yeah, famous. We say, all know what made her famous.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, are are we crediting? I'm I'm down to credit "Keeping Up with the Kardashians" if we we're if we're trying to sweep away that history. I'm down totally to credit
0: it. Ray J oh. for it. Yeah,
1: she she didn't she recently do an SNL like uh intro where she very much gave credit to the uh, (laughs) to that video now i i have a pitch i shared this on twitter a few days ago Mm. i am obsessed with the smith family uh will smith jaden smith Mm. willow smith Mm. all separately i am a fan of them all like i've historically always been a fan of will smith fresh prince is one of my favorite sitcoms uh of all time favorite sitcom growing up uh and i've always loved watching will smith movies one of my favorite actors jaden smith really really good uh, uh, music artist like yeah. I've, I've grown to really love his music over the past about five-ish years. Uh, and Willow Smith, I've been getting really into her music this last He's year good. she's good. She is actually wonderful. She released an album called Lately I Feel Everything uh, which is it is alternative uh, rock and it is phenomenal. her voice is is fantastic. And I hit the point that, or I think it was earlier this week, maybe it was last week where I was like, man, if they put out a keeping up with the Smith show, I would be obsessed with it. That sounds I like a that. thing that that, yeah, like I would watch the hell out hell out of that. Like they might be my favorite celebrity family at this point.
0: How do you feel about Jada though?
1: You know, I can I, I can take her a leave. <laughs>
0: yeah, she seems like she's in the background, she's doing some weird shit. Like, um, I feel like she, 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 she
1: I mean she has her audience because she has her show and she has her own thing that she's doing. And so I'm yeah, the Jada fans are out there, but for me, my frame of reference for for Jada uh Pinkett is. At this point, it is like the um, what, what was the word they used for their the cheating scandal? Unconscious
0: uncoupling, or was it that, or something S- like that? Something along Something those lines. like that. Entanglements. Um, I
1: know. I know it for the entanglement.
0: Entanglement. entanglement yeah. That
1: that is what I think of when I think of Jada. Where for Will Smith, I still think of his movies. <laughs> but like that yeah, yeah. adds. Dr- like, imagine if Keeping Up with the Smiths was on TV when the whole entanglement situation was going on. That would have been peak TV. Yeah, that would have been was. massive.
0: That would it be would massive. have been
1: massive, though, if there was a, uh, um, a re- reality show following them.
0: Well, if we have any rally into, uh, reality show producers watching, just hit up Blessing. He'll give you the lowdown. <laughs> He's got a pitch ready. Um, yeah. Obviously, Kind of Funny will be requiring a small cut. And by small cut, we're talking like maybe 80, 80%, um, Keep percent Keep the wheels churning. Um, so let us know. Hit us up, producers. Uh, today's stories for Kind of Funny Games Daily include the Switch OLED sales, Metroid Dreads highs and lows. We've got a couple of stories here for Metroid Dread. Epic Games investing in LeBron James. Whoa. Interesting uh and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games if you're watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong which is absolutely not going to happen by going to kind forward slash you're wrong don't even start typing it into a url it's not going to happen if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com or you can listen on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. You can also use the Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases, like if you're playing Rocket League or Fortnite, which you know some most of you are, and that uh, helps out Kind of Funny too. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com forward slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members are above, get to write in, and silver members are above, get the show ad-free, along with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping i mean one time let it be a bad game of sweeping uh there's a new episode of the blessing show up right now 10 minutes of time loop talk it's i've seen a bit of it and it's very good i've got it in book i've got it watched later bookmarked oh yeah um it's it's a good strong start um blessing goes through each and each of the big time loop games that have been released in this year and determines which one is definitively the best and when blessing does stuff definitively he does it definitive it's going to be the end or be all comments the conversation is over after this exactly everybody exactly. go check
1: that one out roger worked his ass off on that one he has some bits yeah. in there that i think are just phenomenal like he sent me over uh the first draft of it. And i was like dude how do, how in the world are are you so creative with how you mm. go about these things and the concept for the video? I'm, I think both of us are very happy about and so go over there check it out. There's death loop talk. There's twelve minutes talk. There's returnal talk. All the big games of this year that you care about in relation to time loops. We are having. I'm 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 diving deep into. I'm talking about them. So go check out Joe. Go check out that video.
0: Mm. another exciting and great video that you should check out is the first episode of the arkham files with barrett which from premiered yesterday on youtube.com forward slash kind of funny games first episode is all about the first game in the series arkham asylum and barrett posits that it's still a masterpiece in and a masterclass in design to this day which i agree with um it's a really strong case put forward in that video, so you should check it out. Episode 2 premieres on Monday, October 18th, and it is all about how Arkham City truly makes you feel like Batman. Arkham City, in my opinion, the best of the bunch. And to celebrate Arkham City's uh, 10th anniversary on the 18th, Barrett and Mike are streaming the entire game all day, starting after Games Daily, right here on twitch.tv forward slash kind of funny games. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Thank you to our Patreon producers this week, which are Pranksy and Blackjack. And today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress, Demon Slayer and Raycon. But we'll tell you more about that later on. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It is time for some bloody news. We have five stories today. Uh baker's dozen! I lied. We only have four. Oh, uh, excellent. Have I thought so. I went, did we have five? I went back and double checked. One of them wasn't check? bolded.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, my bad.
0: My bad. I, I, did, I did remove a story, then add a story, remove a story, add a story. Because I was up at 3 a.m. because I live a jet lag life. So I was like keeping an eye on things. And then from about like eight, seven, I was like working intensely. So I didn't see what might have happened. Damn, so I had see, to like keep moving things. If you went out on Friday night last week,
1: we would have, we would have gotten, gotten rid I of that. Dude, I was
0: like, my the mind and the soul was willing, but the body was, the flesh was squishy and you uh, out, unable. <laughs> yeah,
1: you missed out, Tim. Tim, my favorite comment from you because it was this is during Friday night where we were doing the the Resident Evil eight stream, mm. and we were talking about going out. And one of the things Tim mentioned was, man, Kevin. Uh, well, I forget how how we described it, but it was like Kevin, uh, Paula. And a third lady and, and blessing, yeah. going out to get drinks sounds like it's like Kevin. And, night.
0: Yeah, it's like Kevin. Kevin was like, "I've got two ladies ready," and I was like, "What?"
1: I, I just mean, don't know like, 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 it being a weird night, but like it was fantastic. I wish you were there because it was a fun. It was. Oh, did you, did you actually
0: go out? That's yeah, we actually we went, went out. out.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had mart- martinis. I that. It was great. Holy shit. We had 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 to go to, like, three different spots before we landed at the This is what I'm
0: saying. This is what I'm saying. Like, I would have been, after spot one, I would have been on the floor, face full of concrete. But spot two
1: and two and three were really close together. (laughs) So it was one of those things where it wasn't too much. It wasn't too much.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, The first story comes to us by way of Bloomberg's uh, Takashi Mochizuki, and it is a new Nintendo Switch Japan debut bodes ill for sales. I'm going to say story is very, like, interesting. I don't know if it bodes ill, maybe slightly jazzing up the headline there, but, you know, I respect it. Mm. Uh, Nintendo's pricier new Switch console made a weak debut at home in Japan, despite pre-orders selling out in a matter of minutes everywhere in the nation. A surprising result, likely due to low-level supply stemming uh, from component shortages. The hybrid handheld's OLED edition, released globally on Friday for 350, sold 138,409 units in the domestic market over its launch weekend. Sales tracker Famitsu said uh, on Thursday. That compares with the original Switch's inaugural weekend sales of 330,637 units in 2017 and the Switch Lite's 177,936 units in 2019. That was a lot of numbers, but basically the long and short of it is the OLED Switch hasn't sold as much in its first week on sale in Japan as as the original Switch did or the Switch Lite did. Um, and that partly uh it is posited by analysts and um bloomberg is because of the um uh the shortages of components and availability of that um going back to bloomberg the instant popularity of the new switch is causing a pair of inventory problems for the kyoto-based company on the one hand the company is finding it tough to produce enough switch oled units to satisfy demand with japanese retailers implementing lottery draws to determine who gets to buy one that includes nintendo's own flagship store in the trendy Shibuya district of tokyo if you go to nintendo you cannot buy a switch instead you get basically a, a a chance at buying a switch and the thin availability of the new device is set to extend at least until early next year according to an official a major japanese retailer who asked not to be named because they're not authorized to speak publicly uh, production is split between the new switch the long established 300 Uh, original model and the $200 handheld only switch light indicating the company doesn't anticipate OLED addition to outsell the others by a large margin so basically uh it's not doing too great but there are a number of mitigating factors to it uh, my question, um, and, and they're not intending to do a, a price cut. Mm-hmm. My question to you, blessing is, is this a surprise? And what do you think this means for if that 4k switch exists, do you reckon Nintendo is like, well, we got to push that one out because we need to make our money back on this one. Or is it just the case of, do you think that, that, that train will keep rolling?
1: This is very fascinating because this is, this is the opposite of the news story that we talked about uh yesterday with the switch uh oled uh because the story yesterday was about uh the uk launch being significantly bigger than the switch light launch uh in the uk and so like to get these numbers in japan i think you know this all very much points to supply and where we're at mm. in terms of chips and shortages and all that regarding the 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 4k switch i think nintendo the way that nintendo operates uh with this stuff very much is You know they kind of go with the flow and they go with the numbers and as long as they're seeing sustained sales you know they're pretty good at riding that wave you know i i I look at something like uh like Mario Kart right and how we haven't seen a new Mario Kart in ages and how for me I don't expect to see a new Mario Kart announced anytime soon because Mario Kart 8 Deluxe continues to sell like hotcakes like people still show up and buy that game and because that game isn't dropping in sales you're not going to launch a new one I kind of see a similar thing here where as long as the OLED is sustaining I don't expect to see a switch quote-unquote pro a 4k switch for at least another year you know I think the the demand for switch pro the, a demand for any kind of switch is kind of there you know the switch is is a popular enough console to where nintendo can release any kind of switch and i think people will show up for it and it's going to mm. sell and it's going to be good because it is the switch and they have a loyal enough audience that is going to show up for whatever version of the console they're going to drop a 4k switch i think i i think the demand is there mainly because people people want a switch that can that can look nicer on the tv people want a switch that can be you know, not necessarily comparable to the PS5 and Xbox Series X, but something that you can plug into your TV and look at and go, "Oh, this is this is hot! Like this looks crisp. This this looks nice." I think people want that resolution, um, but with with where shortages shortages are at, I don't expect to see that until at the very least a year from now.
0: Yeah, I, I, it will be interesting to see what happens to. To the sales of these consoles, as the um, the kind of component shortages starts to ease off, we don't know how that is, but I imagine that once that you know it eases off a bit and they're a little more available, the the OLED models uh, kind of uh, adoption rate is going to skyrocket. Um, yeah. But for now, it seems like the other two consoles, the other two iterations, are kind of what are keep things chugging along. But together, like you said, like they will maintain until they need to, which is. I guess it could be a lot worse for Nintendo. Um, but it also does speak to the idea yeah. that many people may feel that it's not a significant enough upgrade for them to really even jump on board and, and get involved with. So yeah. we'll see how that plays out.
1: And I and I think the place where the OLED Switch comes in puts it in an interesting place. Because, you know, the, this Bloomberg article presents the you know, original Switch sales in 2017, which, of course, the OLED nor or the Switch Lite are going to... Reach the height of those because it's a new console. There's new hype. There's new there's there's a Zelda, Mario, Splatoon, all these things that were feeding into that, which is going to, going to lead to that console selling way more. But then the Switch Lite being the cheaper unit, which I think there's a lot more explicit reason for an audience to want to double dip on something like a Switch Lite than the OLED. The fact that the OLED is still doing as good as it is doing, um, with it being, I I feel like less of a must buy than the other two switch models so far i think puts it in a very good place because you know for me i wasn't even looking forward to buying the oled switch but as soon as it came out and as soon as you know me and kevin went uh uh, hung out on on friday and i picked up his switch oled i was like shoot maybe i do need to get one of these because this Mm. thing looks nice and you're seeing enough of the hardcore nintendo audience show up for this thing because it is launching alongside something like metroid dread and you are going to have games like uh pokemon brilliant diamond and pearl and you're gonna have pokemon legends rcs and i think enough switch games coming out uh over the horizon that are going to uh bring people in and i think that's gonna that, that i think that's gonna work in the favor of whatever the next switch model is as well like when the switch pro comes out let's say theoretically fall 2022 if we're lucky fall or uh, maybe 2023 you know fall 2024 if nintendo's like fuck you guys you mm. guys are buying the oled anyway um you know with if that comes out alongside a zelda or a mario or whatever the big nintendo titles of the time are i think that's going to bode well for that how how uh, that console sells as well like i think it very much is determined by the temperature of the year in the software Mm. and i think people are going to show up for it regardless
0: yeah i agree i mean one of the games that people want to show up for to the switch uh, that is available now is metroid dread and Mm. If our next story is any indication dread is doing extremely well the story comes from vgc uh the homie andy robinson who has written up dread has already outsold nearly every metroid game in japan which is some you absolutely love to see it news metroid dread has enjoyed a strong first week in japan and already outsold nearly every other installment in the region in its opening few days that's according to the latest japanese sales data collated by famitsu which shows that Dread sold some 86,798 copies during its first three days on sale, making it the best-selling game for the week-ended October 10th. According to the website Game Data Library, which collates Japanese sales data since 1995, Dread smashes the first-week sales record for every installment released during this period. Data for the first three Metroid games is not included. The data also suggests that in just three days, Dread has outsold the lifetime sales of nearly every Metroid game in Japan, excluding Fusion, which was 2003, Hunters, 2006, and the original Metroid. Um, The data for Super Metroid and Metroid 2 isn't available, unfortunately. Uh, Because the Famitsu sales data only includes physical sales, Dread's first week sales will have been even higher when digital is taken into account. Which is really cool considering nintendo basically like shoved this franchise into a closet for a real long time and people were desperate for it and the big you know discussion was always like people love metroid and fans always wanted it and were willing to support it but it seemed like nintendo wasn't confident in that um and now that it's out there it looks like people are showing up for it um how do you feel about that and what do you think it means for the future of the franchise
1: for the future of the franchise, I think it uh, it means really good things. You know, we already know that Metroid Prime Four is coming someday. You know, there've been reports about Metroid Prime Trilogy, and I think the the you know back to back effect that the release of Metroid Dread, a Prime Trilogy, and a Prime Four is going to have for the franchise is going to be absolutely huge. These numbers are really impressive. I think it's a given that a a launch of a big Nintendo franchise on the Switch is going to be the uh one one of the best selling of those franchises right i think that's that's what history is pointed to when you look at uh when you look at pokemon when you look at um animal crossing when you look at mario when you look at all the other switch games that have launched the switch has been the like i like like the 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 shining platform in terms Mm -hmm. of hey we are releasing some of the 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 most key and best versions of these games on these on, on this platform uh and you know, I think, Dread, I think Metroid Dread is just another one in that story. You know, I, seeing people, seeing the critical reception of it, seeing how, how much people love it, and now looking at the numbers. The fact that the first few days of Metroid Dread have outsold the lifetime sales of a lot of other Metroid games, and it seems like all the other Metroid games, that is wild. That is very impressive. Uh, mm. And, like, for me, like, I'm playing, I'm, I've been playing a lot of Metroid Dread. I haven't gotten to talk about it on shows yet. But historically, I'm not really a Metroid person. You know, I've tried out... The original I've tried out super. I've tried out Pro- uh, the the first prime game. And Metroid just hasn't ne- necessarily ever been the franchise that I personally gravitate to. And Metroid Dread has been one that I've been that that has really been converting me into, oh, I get it. like i'm I understand what's so dope about about Metroid, right? I understand the the that feeling of being, uh, powered up, you know, toward toward the latter half of the game and having all the abilities and feeling like a badass. Like there, every time I, I'm I'm at the point of the game now where every time I unlock a new ability, whenever I test it out, I'm like, God, this is so cool. Like Samus is mm. such a cool character, uh, and like of course the story stuff. Having not played um like all of the the metroid stories up to this point the story stuff goes way over my head and i'm just like you know what whatever this seems cool but i'm here for the exploration and all that stuff you know it, it 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 blows me away and it even more so blows me away to see how much they still stick to the traditional metroid formula uh and are still able to uh have, an, have a new audience come in and have uh, uh sales in this way because one of the things I've been I've been noticing and talking about uh, on Twitter and other places is like, man, this game I'm I'm so lost half the time while playing this game, which I know is that is Metroid, right? Like that is Metroidvania. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be lost. You're supposed to explore. You're supposed to do all these things. But I'm surprised by the extent to which they are willing to be like, no, you are we're we're not going to handhold you. You we are going to allow you to like explore. And you know, for me, there have been multiple instances where. I'm like lost for hours on end. And then I realized that the solution that I was looking for was shooting a wall. And I'm like, Oh, (laughs) and like, you know, personally, I'm like, I don't love that. But the fact that they're sticking to that traditional Metroid formula and are seeing success in that, like that is for me, that very much is like a good for them. Like you got, you got, you guys really found something here that is working and the fact that it is selling well, and that means you're going to see more Metroid, I think is really cool and really awesome.
0: Yeah. So we already have Metroid, prime for in development coming in the pipeline and obviously there have been rumors about the uh, prime trilogy coming back to in some form on on the switch my hope is that the the uh, success of this kind of uh, entices nintendo to create in like a dual path for the franchise and having the 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 2D games kind of uh, exist alongside the 3D uh, Prime-like franchise, I would love to see them go back and either remake uh, Zero Mission or Fusion in this style um, or even come up with a brand new game in the in the franchise uh, to carry on the 2D lineage while also working on the Prime uh, kind of path of, of the franchise. But we'll see um, whether that happens or not. Um, I c- certainly hope it does And People are definitely giving them the reason to to reassess how much they put into um, Metroid as a franchise given the sales performance. Um, the next story, uh, if that was the soaring high of Metroid Dread, we have the crushing low coming up now for Metroid Dread. And uh, this comes from the video game website Vandal. Uh, Fran G. Matas writes um, about this. Uh, Vandal being a Spanish website, um, and it pertains to a developer of Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Dread, uh, Mercury Steam, which is a Madrid-based uh, developer. And the news story is Metroid devs are not getting proper credit for their work on the game. Uh, so this is reading from a translation of the Spanish article. So if there's any strange uh, wording, uh, apologies. Uh, it's the uh, Google Translate kicking in. Uh, despite being produced by Yoshio Sakamoto, creator of the saga, development has been commissioned on Metroid Dread by a uh, studio, uh, Mercury Steam. Uh, several former employees accuse a Spanish company responsible for titles such as Castlevania Lords of Shadow and Space Lords of not having accredited their work in the credit titles, thus preventing them from demonstrating their contribution to the Spanish title best valued by the specialized critics of all to, all, all times. So basically a bunch of people have worked on the game and are not credited on it and can no longer point to it and say like hey i worked on metroid dread um Uh, I would sincerely like to congratulate the Metroid Dread team for putting out such an exceptional game. I'm not surprised by the quality of the game, as the amount of talent on that team was through the roof. Uh, One person, uh, Roberto uh, Magias, I think that is, who's a 3D artist, wrote on LinkedIn. Um, I know firsthand because despite not being in the game's credits, I was part of the team for about eight months. Uh, the developer assures that in the final version of the title he has detected some of the elements which he worked on when playing i have recognized quite a few models and environments which i worked on so my work is there so i would like to ask mercury steam why am i not appearing in the game's credits is it some kind of mistake um and it isn't a mistake uh because uh vandal did contact uh the the team uh at mercury steam and Weirdly, they have a clause, which is like, regarding the clause mentioned by the Mercury representative, representative, uh, 25% of, you have to have worked on it for 25% of the time it was in development, mm. which is, kind of ridiculous yeah um the 3d artist points out that people roughly mentioned that it has been three years of production therefore he would not have reached 25 percent of development time required by the studio i spent eight months working here working there so i don't get to the nine uh so that's not 25 percent. another different source who prefers not to spread uh, to say their name to avoid problems who worked at Mercury Steam and was involved in the development says by email that they that he was working on more on the game for more than 11 months and does not appear in the credits of metroid dread um as some people also say like the game was in development for four years instead of three years which would elongate the uh time you would need to have been involved uh to hit that 25 percent mark um uh so really really messed up and also the, there's some other stuff happening at mercury steam which is really weird as well um roberto Magias also uh, says that a non-appearance in the credit may be related to his departure from the company mercury steam includes a clause in the contract in which it requires a notice period of 42 working days uh wow. when, they, when they told me this i investigated a little and i discovered that workers uh, statute establishes 15 working days as a minimum notice so that also will impact kind of like if people are having to give 42 working days of notice that could, you know, impact how long they, they're, uh, the 25% as well. And also that's just a really awful, awful clause to have in a contract. Yeah. Apparently, Yeah. So how do you feel about that? And it kind of like it does suck to hear that as it's a dampener on what is otherwise an amazing game. And you would hope that Nintendo would step in to some degree and be like, what the hell's going on here? Um.
1: Yeah, you know. this is pretty wild. Like, this is uh, it, it's wild too that this isn't the first of this type of story we've had, even in the last month or so. You know, the the video games industry. Like, I think this is a, it's a recurring trend in terms of not crediting people who have worked on games mm-hmm. because either they weren't there for shipping it, or they were only there for a like a nine months to a year, which is. A pretty sizable portion, you know, to be working on a game for that long, you know, I think after after a year you deserve to have your name on the credits, even after a, f- a few months if your work is appearing in that game. You know I, I that that is important because you know people take that stuff people take their credit their work on things and they use that to apply to other places right they use that to make the case for hey I did art for x y and z game let me come work at bioware let me come work at blizzard let me come work at whatever whatever x company to not have their work credit to have their work appear in the game and not have that work credited is taking away uh uh that opportunity from them right them being able to say hey look at this like this is proof that i worked on this thing this is my this is my work history that that sucks and then also this the the clause of having to to uh um have a notice period of 42 working days that is i've never heard of anything like that before that's wild. i yeah. didn't know that was a thing that blows my mind and that cannot be okay that is a shocking thing yeah. um and yeah like I, if i i mean i this the, the solution here I, I would think is you know we always talk about unionization and how important that is for the video games industry so i'll say yeah like that is their first step but then also yeah i wouldn't be surprised if a nintendo or somebody would step in and be like hey this isn't okay like if you continue to do this we can't continue to work with with you in this way because that is that is crazy to me
0: yeah i mean like i'm i'm on the extreme end of the case where i'm like if you had any sort of contribution to that game to help it go from idea to fruition like you should be credited to it like doesn't doesn't matter like um because you contributed to bringing that thing to life and if you're going forward into another place where you're going to use those same skills to try and get a job working on another game you need to be able to point to that and say, "Hey, this is this is something that you know I have done before, and you can see it because here's my work." But if they can't look at it and say, "Here's my work," because you're not listed, that sucks. It doesn't matter how long, like twenty five percent is bullshit. I think I would put it at one percent. If you're working on it and you give a one percent contribution to that game, you should be credited for it. That is exactly what needs to happen. And it's, it's like it is unacceptable that they think that you need to hit a threshold because you that you know in that let's say that one percent was coming up with some key design idea that changes the entire game let's say that one let's say you work for 10 percent, but you came up for the, with the idea for the emmys like yeah and you're not credited that sucks that's awful let's say that you you work uh 23 percent and your design is samus's new suit that is awful like that oh, yeah. is, i mean obviously like well, this is an extreme end of it but like um you know and multiple people contribute to it but like if you're being removed from being able to claim and point to your work because you're not hitting an arbitrary number set by a company that's ridiculous it's unacceptable and obviously it's going to have an ongoing impact on the um kind of perception around that studio now and that game and it's going to have a knock on effect on Nintendo, who are now going to be having to run kind of defense on the on this game because of uh, choices taken by this this company. Like, if I was at that studio, I would be doing everything in my power not to screw up the bag. When you know, if you if someone hands you Metroid, and the moment I'm handed Metroid, I'm like, we need to make sure there is nothing going on in this studio that at any point in time someone can say this sucked. Because mm-hmm. we are about to take one of the biggest franchises in the world, and we're about to make a new game. We can do it good, and this is going to be massive for us. So, like, we don't want that you know, well being polluted by some poison that someone drops in. And this is this is exactly what's happening. Like,
1: yeah, especially coming off of the last news story, we we're talking about how good that Metro game is doing. And yeah. you're talking about your hopes for the future of the franchise. Right, like I'm right there with you. Where. The I I love that Nintendo does the thing where they are like, hey, we have Mario. Let's put out a 3D Mario. Let's put out a 2D Mario. Let's put out a Mario Maker. Let's put out a Mario Party. Let's put out a Mario Kart. And finding different ways to to give fans access points into that franchise. I would love to see Metroid do the same thing, right? And I think that is the path that they are on, especially coming off, coming off of Metroid Dread. You don't release Metroid Dread and then go... All right, cool. Let's stop working with Mercury Steam and not do two D Metroid anymore. I think you look at the success that is having and go, "Oh, sweet." So next up, we got Prime Trilogy. After Prime Trilogy, let's release Prime Four, and then after that, let's do another two D Metroid with with uh, mm. Mercury Steam. And I think you make the great point of don't fumble that bag. You know, don't 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 fuck up that opportunity right now. You are in the you are in the place right now where you kind of are the golden child. Child, you are mm. in your moment. Like you are releasing one of the big bigger titles this year, and to come off of that with controversy and to come off of that with something as as um, dumb and simple as not crediting your your uh, workers, uh, the people that that helped make your game, you know that is a that is a a, a sucky way to to let that go, right? Like that is that I, like that is a, a very arbitrary and 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 non problematic thing that you should have happen, right? Like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to worry hmm. about this. You should just credit your workers and move and, and move on because. I'm with you that it sucks to be it sucks to be somebody who even if it is the ripple effect of hey I was in collaborative meetings for let's say audio design for the game and I worked in the audio on the audio team for six months and you know like I I might not have directly you know did any specific I, 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 I wasn't responsible for a specific major thing but I did spark the idea that led to this other thing if you're on the team your name should be on that team right like exactly. your name should be should be a part of that and so you know it's a it's a dumb thing to let go in that way
0: i do kind of funny games daily once a week you best believe i'm putting that in my twitter on my cv on my linkedin on my adult friend finder oh, yeah. profile i'm putting that on my tinder profile i'm putting that you're everywhere christian yeah christian mingle uh muslim mingle profile. uh God, hotel uh if you find me on ashley madison it's going to be on there believe me is uh, Madison, little thing, didn't they get? I out? have, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was like a big hack.
1: Yeah, I think they killed uh, them
0: though, right? Did they? Man,
1: oh wow, that's, wild. that's, that's wild. wild. It was a huge hack. Could you imagine going back on Ashley Madison after that, being like, "Hey, man, I mean, they, hey, fucked man the, they fucked the up. They fucked up. They made that one time, there, but at I'm this going. Point. If I'm gonna cheat, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. And cheat. <laughs> that's wild.
0: <laughs> Our next story comes from uh, the best video game website on the internet, Gamespot.com. It's written by uh, Eddie McCooch. Who uh, the story being? Epic Games invests in LeBron James's company and will bring unique content to the Metaverse. Uh, that's a lot of words that confuse me. Um, LeBron James the Entertainment company, company, Spring Hill, has raised more money to help fuel its ambitions, and one of the investors is Fortnite Studio, Epic Games. With a new round of funding, Spring Hill is valued at seven hundred and twenty-five million dollars, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, James founded the company with his uh, longtime business partner, uh, Maverick Carter, which is just a top ten name. Oh, Maverick yeah. Carter, mm-hmm. holy crap! Turn in your badge and gone, Maverick. That's um, such a great name. Reminds me yeah. of like
1: the like Carter Three too. You know, it has like mm-hmm. that good like, yeah. Jay <laughs> Z, Lil Wayne, uh, yeah. Awesome
0: uh redbird capital led the investment round with nike or nike if you're an american Uh, the Fenway Sports Group and Epic Games also buying in at unspecified dollar amounts. In the case of Epic, the money will help bring unique content to the metaverse, Spring Hill said. A LeBron James skin for Fortnite was released earlier this year, so James and Epic have a history of working together that they are now seemingly keen to expand upon. The money will be used to help Spring Hill expand internationally and to acquire valuable new IP, pursuing synergistic M&A and investing in emerging creators. Spring Hill's biggest release so far has been space jam a new legacy Mm. the widely panned sequel of sorts to the michael jordan movie space jam there you have it lebron james getting into games in a big way i mean how do you feel
1: this is shit that goes over my head and kind of makes me roll my roll my eyes a little bit especially whenever i hear epic games talk about the metaverse and Mm. all these things conceptually i understand what they're going for and i think there is a kernel of something interesting there you know in terms of go- trying to go beyond the video game space and and you know focus on social spaces or focus on like how can we how can we expand what we're doing in terms of how people come together digitally i'm there there's something there and that all that makes me i feel like makes me sound like i'm fucking mark zuckerberg talking about how mm. how we can expand facebook and shit um but the fact of the matter is when you look at something like fortnite fortnite has done a lot in terms of T- taking taking a video game and turning it into a social space. When we yeah. talk about how popular Fortnite is, so much of that goes beyond just the "Hey, I want to go in with my friends and become the last person standing." So much of it is "Hey, I want to hang out with my friends," um, especially when you look at the last two years, of the pandemic, and people being disconnected and all these things. Right? Something like Fortnite. Um, and video, in battle royale games in general, have been so key to creating spaces where people can come together and just hang out and do objectives and do do whatever the fuck. Half the time when I'm playing Fortnite with friends, you know, even though I don't care too much about the dailies or the objectives or whatever, my friends usually are like, "No, let's. I want to go after this daily. I want to go after this weekly. I want to go after this objective." And I'm like, "Cool, whatever. or whatever. Let's go talk to this NPC. Let's do X, Y, and Z thing." And so. For Epic to be exploring that even more so and trying to get in deals with people like LeBron James to help expand that aspect of Fortnite and their IP. Good on you, I guess. You know, people love mm. LeBron James. LeBron James is popular. You know, like Space Jam A New Legacy was a thing, and I like that movie. And so, like, you know, if you if you guys are going to do a, a, a Space Jam New Legacy tie-in in, in an Epic Games thing, I'm down. I'll try it out. I'll check it out. Why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like the ambition is a bit wider than that, or, like, bigger than that. Like, it doesn't seem like it's because it says acquiring IPs and, like, that, that's wild. Like, it feels like the LeBron James company is going out there to kind of create these synergist synergy opportunities. Um, and Fortnite is just one of them. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of him in there, but... Mm. I I would be well up for a a, a Space Jam a Fortnite kind of crossover. Like that 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 feels like it could work better than an actual new Space Jam movie did. Um but we'll see if that if that actually comes to fruition. I'll love that. Yeah. Our next story comes from the second best video game website on the internet, Gamespot.com. And uh, the story is once again written by Eddie McCooch. Uh, Battlefield 2042 Hard Zone mode officially revealed and it's not a traditional battle royale. Following many teasers and some leaks, EA and DICE have now formally announced Battlefield 2042's Hard Hazard Zone. Not Hard Zone, Jeez. Um,
1: well, the logo looks like Hard Zone.
0: Yeah, it does look like Hard Zone. That's why I was like... Mm. I
1: had to read uh, it like three times. Before I, yeah. that. I was
0: like, oh shit, those are Zs. So hazard zone mode, and it's not a battle royale, but it also sort of is. In hazard zone, you play in a four-member squad, and your objective is to local and uh, is to retrieve data drives, locate and retrieve data drives that have fallen from satellites. You'll scour the landscape for these drives as you fight against AI combatants and other teams of humans players trying to do the same thing. Sounds like a battle royale type experience. Dice says Hazard Zone is not a battle royale mode, as the objective is strictly not to strictly kill other players, but to escape with as many drives as possible. That means you can win without killing a single person. There are two time-limited extraction opportunities during the match, and the extraction points are located on different parts of the map. You and your team can opt to leave the, during the first extraction, which happens midway through the match, or wait until the end of the final extraction. It's riskier to wait, but you'll also have more time to collect drives. So the rewards will be greater. In any event, only two squads will make it out alive or none. Uh, It supports 24 players on PS4 and Xbox One and 32 players on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S and PC. So that will work out to six teams or four and eight teams or four respectively, depending on the platform. Uh, No matter what, only one player on a team needs to survive. And it has a meta element too, where drives have values assigned to them and collecting the drives gives you access to hazard zone specific currency called dark market credits. They had to make Whoa. it complicated. They needed to add to just another. They're like, we got this idea. It's cool. We're going to add this other thing on top so no one understands anything ever again. Um, and these credits can be uh, you spent to acquire weapons, gadgets and upgrades. Um, and then there's uh, Hazard Zone uses all seven maps from Battlefield 2042's All Out Warfare mode. And another thing to note is that each squad cannot have more than one of the same specialist character. And players who are killed can be brought back into the match through a revive system that your team can purchase. There's a lot more to it, but Blessing, how do you feel about that so far?
1: Man, I, I love when games have... Different types of currencies that I can buy Ooh. into and try to have to solve and figure out what buys me what. That's my favorite thing in video games. Uh, this reminds me a lot of Hunt Showdown. Um, Hunt Showdown, I played a little bit of last year. I actually played that. I want to say with like Greg Miller and a few other people. Uh, and you know, I think I, I this is an interesting direction, and I understand how they end up going this direction after Battlefield. I believe it was called Firestorm. That was their battle royale mode that they tried yeah. in the previous Battlefield game, and that just tanked. That thing did not did not uh, uh, find an audience uh, whatsoever. And I battle battle uh, Battlefield Firestorm really came and went. And so I totally understand how they're like, all right, let's not do battle royale again per se, but what twist can we put on it uh, to make it interesting and maybe f- maybe f- find a mode that is able to find its own audience. And so like for that. I think this is an interesting direction. and I'm excited to kind of see how it plays out because Battlefield in general, just as a video game, is in an interesting spot. Because mm. right now we're in the fall of the competitive first-person shooters. We are about to see the releases of Call of Duty, Battlefield, and Halo. We're coming off of things like Splitgate. We're going to have the Rainbow Six um, uh, um not Rainbow Six, not quarantine, come out in a few months yeah. now, which isn't competitive. Uh, but I think still falls in line of. There's a lot of first-person shooters happening right now, and the thing that I think the the obstacle that Battlefield is going to have to kind of get over is the fact that it is still selling itself as a premium first-person shooter in an in a time where Halo Infinite is uh on Game Pass and Halo Infinite multiplayer is free to play, Call of Duty. One is Call of Duty, but then also Call of Duty Warzone is Uh, free-to-play. Splitgate, free-to-play. So many big first-person shooters have gone free-to-play or have shifted their uh, um, uh, uh, release strategy or sales strategy in a way that doesn't hinge on coming out and being a $70 title that you're going to have to buy in order to play play with your friends who are also spending $70 on this thing. I think that is, in 2021, kind of a big hill for battlefield to tr- to try and get over and the thing that i think is going to be key for them uh actually doing that successfully is establishing themselves as something that is that truly is one quality but then also unique like the 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 other first person shooters i'll point to in terms of uh you know being premium first person shooters that are able to separate themselves and justify their own prize points would be overwatch and something like rainbow six siege which yeah. both have Unique enough um, aspects to them and quality enough gameplay to where people are people are down to spend sixty bucks on those. And I could see new version like Overwatch Two. I could I can easily see myself and other people spending the sixty dollars or fifty dollars to play that game. Same with another Rainbow Six Siege if they're to do that. A Battlefield game I think has to prove itself as hey this is this is the this is an experience you can only get in Battlefield. And I think that's going to have to filter into Hazard Zone as well. Hazard Zone has to be something that. Feels like something you can only get in this type of experience. And if they're able to pull that off, then I think that's going to be impressive. And I think that is what they that is what they need. But I think the question is still up in the air of, are they going to be able to pull it off? And from watching and seeing people's impressions from doing the, the um, I think there was the beta, yeah. uh, it seems like people are kind of split on it. I'm seeing quite a few people be, be yeah. like, uh, you should delay this because this isn't running well, which is not the place you want to be in right now
0: i'm really worried about battlefield as a franchise like i know it's got a lot of fans and it will probably be fine but there's just enough th- challenges and hurdles that it needs to overcome and it just doesn't feel like it's it looks like a a a, a runner running up to a hurdle and you can just tell they haven't got enough speed you're like mm-hmm. you you don't have the momentum that when you jump here i don't think you're going to clear that hurdle and like the beta looked like they, it had its moments like people were people were like posting videos of stuff they were doing and i was like okay cool but like overwhelmingly the things i've seen is like an experience is like it's a bit janky and it needs more time and then next to that halo comes out and it like you see the clips of that and it's looking so fun and it's looking like relatively polished uh, for what it is you're like oh man the competition's already going to be hard for you and then you stack up like you said all the numerous other experiences that are existing and already polished and good and will just have more content. And you're like, oh, and then not having that free to play element. Like, I'm really surprised that they didn't have this be like a free to play version of it in the same way that Call of Duty had Warzone come out in that way. It's like this, like take Hardzone and make it free to play and like just put it out there and be like, hey, this is the Battlefield experience, you know. And if you want more stuff, you want to play the campaign, you want to play this, this, you pay money for it. Um, It feels like it's, again, like this feels like a make or break moment. And it's funny because I've said this about Halo as well, where I feel like Halo is also in a make or break moment where they had a few games that were like, hmm, okay did 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 enough to carry them over the finish line but not amazing and if they if halo wants to recapture the glory days this has to be big for them and the multiplayer and they've had some missteps with you know co-op not being there at campaign and some other bits and pieces not being perfect um, and delayed but what they've shown so far has kind of won a lot of people over like a lot of people are paying attention to halo now and it feels good and they they're like excited for it battlefield seems to be like on the other end of the spectrum despite being in the same position where it needs to this is a make or break moment for it in my mind and it's biffing it in a lot of ways and that is worrying for me because i would love to see battlefield continue to be a juggernaut and if only because it challenges call of duty mm-hmm. but it feels like the others are running away with it and and like this franchise is falling behind which is sad to say
1: yeah exactly and i you know yeah i think you put it well where halo is in a place in a make make or break place as well but as far as i can see from the tests and from people having fun on twitter and from the impressions that tim andy and, and uh, mike have been giving it seems like they're making it i see and, and you know campaign is yet to be seen but in terms of multiplayer it seems like they're making it and call of mm-hmm. duty again is call of duty and so if, if my battlefield right now if you're to put if you're to put these games in front of me right and and when hey here's call of duty battlefield Halo and like what other, what whatever other first person shooter is out right now. I'm looking at that. And right now I'm not immediately going to battlefield and for you to be full price right now with that being the case, that is, that is a, a, t- a tough place to be in. Cause yeah, it is, mm. it is kind of making, making, make or break for that. And I'm surprised that I'm surprised that it isn't what you're saying. I'm surprised that hazard zone isn't free to play. I'm surprised there isn't some kind of free hook to get people in, uh, into yeah. that game, but. Hey, like, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see uh, 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 how Battlefield, uh, I was, was going to say Battlefield 5, how Battlefield 2042 mm-hmm. performs when it comes out.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. One thing that you do get for free is this show. But remember, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Games where you can get the show ad free if you cough up some cash on Patreon. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about today's sponsors.
2: This episode is brought to you by Purple Mattress. Picture this. You're in bed ready for a good night's sleep. It's hot. You're sweaty. Your neighbors are causing a ruckus. So are the cicadas who emerge from the ground after 17 years of getting ready to mate, scream, and die. Sounds peaceful, right? wrong unless you add a purple mattress into that equation that's because only purple mattresses have the grid a fancy ventilated design that lets air flow through to keep you cool it's also super comfy supporting your back and legs but cushioning you in all the right places i can attest to this i absolutely love uh the purple the grid pillow that i have and it is so perfectly cool i never need to flip it because it's both sides it's always cool it's always making me feel good purple is comfort reinvented right now you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more, you go to purple.com slash kinda funny 10. Use the promo code kinda funny 10. That's purple.com slash kinda funny 10 promo code kind of funny 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more purple.com slash kind of funny 10 promo code kinda funny 10. Next up, let's talk about Demon Slayer. It's time to become the blade that destroys demons. In Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles launching on October 15th on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox, and Steam. Tanjiro comes home to find his family brutally murdered and his sister, Nezuko, transformed into a demon. So. Tanjiro does what anyone would do, vow to become a demon slayer to restore his sister's humanity and kill the demon that massacred his family. Duh. Based on the anime of the same name and the box office hit the Mugen Train arc, this game's adventure mode lets you relive the most memorable moments and battles. There's also a versus mode where you can choose any combination of two characters to face off with exhilarating gameplay and a whole bunch of skills and characters from the anime, rise up to become the strongest of the demon slayers. Pre-ordered Demon Slayer, Kometsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles to unlock Two bonus characters and get early access to the game to pre-order go to the link in the description finally Shout out to Raycon. We can't control the vibes of the world around us, but with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds, we can at least control the vibes in our heads. Uh, cool Greg is training for a half marathon. He's been getting his run on. He's been working out using his Raycons. He's been loving them. Whether you use them to get hyped, to relax, to work or work out, Raycons are about to be your new best friends for on the go audio. The new everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound even better than ever somehow, and are still half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons are sure to impress you before You even turn them on with their new and improved look, feel, and optimized gel tips for flawless in-ear fit. The coolest thing is their new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead of your jams. Right now, Kind of Funny Games Daily listeners can get 15% off your first Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash KFGD. That's buyraycon.com slash KFGD to save 15% on Raycons. B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash KFGD.
0: It'll be some time before we find out the ultimate fate of Battlefield, but if I wanted to know what's going to happen today, what's coming to Mom and Grub shops today, where would I look? I'm
1: blessing. gonna read this in my sultry, sexy,
0: half-full yeah, this voice. this is blessing. I, I need you to. I need you to arouse me with this.
1: Alright, I, oh, I, I, I got you. Come hit
0: on, hit me right I it. got you.
1: Remember split, you. Split. No, uh, fuck, I like lost it in the dock I was, yeah, In the dock we yeah, have like three yeah. things back to back So I was going to do the wrong thing uh, You can go to the official list of upcoming software Across each and every platform As listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily Show Hosts each and every weekday
0: God damn I'm feeling aroused I haven't felt this in a while Whew.
1: This is like the, be- today. This is the best I've ever This is the best I've ever looked by the way And the worst I've ever sounded going lie i kind of over overcompensated for this episode i made sure that my hair was done i got my my shadow of the hedgehog chain and i'm rocking the halloween cthulhu yeah. sweater. yeah the cthulhu sweater i wanted yeah. to bring it up but like i didn't get a chance to before the show started look good Thanks. should we, like should we carry
0: on by like just doing out today in asmr vibes i mean should we, we do can that?
1: we can keep doing i mean do you want me to read out to, i can read out today. i
0: can try i can try a bit let me how about i do up until hair
1: okay switch you switch off switch off every and yeah, other word I'm down to switch off Switch off one. Okay, week. okay,
0: Let's. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll start with the first one. <laughs> Our today, we have Doctor Who, The Edge of Reality for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC.
1: We also have Chasing Static for PC.
0: The Rift Breaker for PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series X, and S, Xbox One, and PC.
1: Aeon Must Die for Switch.
0: Subnautica and Subnautica Below Zero for Switch.
1: Waifu discovered two medieval fantasy for Switch.
0: X tones, baby, for Switch.
1: <laughs> A little golf journey for Switch.
0: Oh, how about the sun for Switch?
1: this, this, a working, long this is a long list yeah, this is a just, long list yeah. let's, just, let's, just, let's just
0: go let's just go normal Fly now
1: Fly, or you can read the rest you can read
0: the rest. i can read the rest i can read the rest, rest. flight of the animals switch bonito days switch red ronin switch zoomania magic castle magic casual puzzle sounds like a mobile ass mobile game for switch Nira for Switch. The Jackbox Party Pack 8 for Switch. Ruin Raiders for Switch. Mon Amor. Mon Amor for Switch. Aliens Drive Me Crazy for Switch. Inspector Waffles for Switch. Sounds delicious. Henchman Story for Switch. Evil Tonight for Switch. Tears of oh, wow. Avia for Switch. Get Together A Co op Adventure for PC. The Alien Cube for PC. And Stolen Realm for PC. And also. Growing up for PC and Mac. Um, I didn't spot any new dates or release dates or anything like that. Unless you know anything that I don't, Blessing?
1: No, I checked my email. There's no news.
0: Yeah, nothing's going on. Deals of the day. Big one here. Brace yourselves. Cars 3, Driven to Win on Xbox One is $9.99 on Amazon. Ka-chow. Tetris Effect Connected is uh, $19.49 on Oculus Quest. That's an interesting one. I might check that out. Uh, Xbox Live and Xbox Live Gold and uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, subscribers can try Halo, The Master Chief Collection, Borderlands 3, and Dirt 5 this weekend, uh, and each game is available at a discount if you want to buy it.
1: Now, when you when I saw this in the doc, the cars three mm-hmm. thing, and I saw yeah. I, Kachao is written there, and in my head, I thought Kachao was the code that you would enter. To and to
0: to get yourself some. <laughs> and I was
1: very excited about that prospect. And then also, <laughs> speaking of Borderland, I so last week I watched um, Squid Game, which is a very good show. It, mm-hmm. is, it is a fantastic show. I was actually very surprised because I, I knew people were talking about it. I knew people were memeing it, but I didn't realize that it was actually good. I thought people were just making fun of it. Watching it, I was like, oh, this is a phenomenal show. Good for Squid Game. But uh, there's also you. another show on Netflix called Alice in Borderland. Borderlands, Yeah that i keep seeing pop up on my home page and i'm like should i watch this have you seen so i
0: game? i have not seen it but my roommate chastity who uh has seen it um has said that she prefers she she thinks she, uh, borderlands is better so i'm excited and i trust her. better than her. squid game it's better than she enjoyed oh, it man. more um okay. no she didn't say it was better she said she enjoyed that more Okay. um Might so that's definitely one to check out uh the, the alice in borderlands is high on my list just because i trust chastity she you know used to handle of all of our entertainment stuff um so she knows a good thing or two uh so i'm gonna check that one out as well um yeah next up we have reader mail now it's time for reader mail you can write in to patreon.com full slash kind of funny games where you can get your questions read on the show just like jordan Deeb. He says, good morning and happy Tim Tam Thursdays. Sadly, it's not Tim Tam Thursdays. I mean, it is, but we got blessing. Um, so I don't actually have a question for any of you today's uh, or news stories or anything uh, current in, the, in gaming. But Tam, I need to know, where did you get those neon green Joy-Cons that are on the bottom switch of your embarrassment of switches tweet? If you could tell me where to find them, that would be great. Uh, I got those from uh, Amazon.com or any retailer. Really? I think I think you can get them like they're just standard yellow Joy-Cons. Um they f- they're not neon green, they're like a, a neon yellow. Um mm-hmm. but
1: They're they just, fairly common. It, did, are they just two yellow Joy-Cons. They didn't Yeah, they're didn't get the two yellow, yellow and blue. Cuz I got the yellow and no, no. blue. And no, right no. now, so like here's the thing. Actually give me Where's my other Switch? I forget where I put my other Switch. Um I just got the Switch OLED, right, which came with mm. the the white Joy-Cons. And so I think I'm sexy. Oh my god, right? It's, it looks so good. Look at that. Um, oh my god. But I wanna gift my old switch to my nephew. Um, uh-huh. and I made a predicament because I don't know which Joy-Cons to give him because I have uh, yellow and blue Joy-Cons that I like a lot as well. And then I just and I have these white ones. These are the only two pairs that I have.
0: Based on yeah. wear and tear, your old ones are more likely to get drift, so you gotta give him those those ones. The drift ones? yeah 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 yeah. the See, kid's got to learn about injustice so said, give him a, one that's on the verge of getting drift i do
1: still have my my first pair of joy concerts like the two black ones that do have drift and they're just i'm sure they're sitting in my tub somewhere so, part of me is like should i be the devil should i just get the, the drift ones no, is, one no, is, not, is this your cousin no.
0: did you say it's your cousin or your nephew 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 he's like if you were, if you were a good uncle you would buy that kid a pro controller that's what I'm saying. If you were a good uncle and you were a responsible gamer trying to raise the next generation right, you'd buy that kid a Pro Controller.
1: Part of me is also like, do I give him the dock as well? Because I the plan was to give him the dock. You know, I wanted to give yeah, him the full should package. You definitely give him the dock. But here's the thing, Kevin. Uh-huh. I have two docks hooked up right or two docks hooked up right now, one to my monitor that's on this desk, and then the other to that TV back there.
0: Oh, my God. And you need them both?
1: And it's so easy just to go back and <laughs> I yeah, underestimated bless, how good first that of all, was. You could buy a dock that's really
0: affordable. So yeah. well, that's a
1: lot of money. It's a lot of money. So here's the pitch. It really the it pitch. Like 70 bucks. <laughs> that's a here's, lot of money.
0: Here's the pitch. Here's the issue you have. You could also be a responsible uncle by mm-hmm. saying, I'm not giving you a dock because I want you to not uh, I want you to not take up space. I don't want you on the living room TV mm-hmm. or this TV, that TV. So you'll be able to play this mm-hmm. on your own. The downside is if you hand him that switch without a dock and then give him a pro controller, he's going to be like, What's, what level of yeah, what madness is, is this? <laughs>
1: Yeah, jokes aside, I'm giving I'm giving them all the things, but yeah, you know, yeah, I just yeah. I did have the thought did cross my mind of like fuck I really like having two dogs, and so I might just end up buying myself another dog. <laughs> <laughs> they have the cool uh, ones too, the little ones, that, you know the, the like you can like put in sideways. It doesn't matter. But you look it up. It's cool. It's cool.
0: Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yellow the yellow Joy Cons are. I think I just remembered they might be related to the Splatoon release, so they might be the, the Splatoon dogs uh, uh, Joy Cons. Sorry. Um, what look, are you laughing I- at over there?
1: Hacker in chat says, uh, blesses the guy who gives to charity but asks
0: for, for change.
1: <laughs> it's really funny.
0: <laughs> and then final question comes from a nano biologist who says hi y'all xbox is doing surprisingly well this generation already it's already passed 100k units in less than uh sold in less than a quarter of the time it took the uh, one but specifically the series s is doing the best out of the two why do you think that is is it a cheaper model or do they just not care about uh do people just not care about the 4k 60 fps like the west normally is obsessed about why do you think that is i think it's just cheaper and it's cute and it's easily available
1: yeah, I think it's availability. I think that's the big thing. Right now, the, the things that are going to sell are the things that they're able to manufacture. And so I don't think... I, I look at sales numbers, and I think those have no bearing on the actual demand because demand is just... Demand is peak. Like, people are buying what they can get their hands on. And so if, the, if, the, if Series S is selling more, that's just because there's more Series S's out there.
0: Hmm. All right, going over to you're wrong. We've got a couple in here that are like, uh, Europe has a longer period for um uh notice period, which is true, but 42 42- days are still pretty high 42,
1: 42 working days too. working which is days yeah um, that's like that can that's like up to two months yeah pretty much like a month and a half but like you know that is a long time for that kind of uh notice
0: uh we've got doctor who game was delayed to october 28th uh aon must die uh uh okay we've got a must die is the game from the publisher that is a wrong and so um maybe you know mm-hmm. do some research before you pay pay for that game
1: Bless, I was talking about this dock. I think uh, oh, that is nice. Oh, that yeah. does look really nice. Yeah. Now, hey, is a, a bunch of nice. different companies make it? Is this gonna fuck up my switch? Because I remember you know, reading. I feel, so like, I feel like that time's over. I think that they figured. Yeah. It out. Well, yeah. well. Didn't mean that. Didn't mean that. Didn't mean that. There
0: oh, there that was, was sick. Um, I. You can also get that other dock, which is like the, the just a mini USB thing, right? Like it was kickstarted or something. Yeah, that, that is that, is that like, little like, tiny. Really good. Tim, yeah, the little tiny one. This yeah thing.
2: hold
1: on hold on Hold on. i got it Whoop. you get it
0: up. you it's get just... out baby yeah, let me see that, that thing, yeah right? there you go that that's too that's much a... i
1: feel like this one's too much wait it's going a little just, too hard you
0: just hdmi it you just hdmi in out yeah that's all you want yeah oh too much. i see i see yeah yeah, yeah. yeah
1: it's like it's doing a lot
0: yeah, yeah. I, I like that first one i might i might pick that one up that as one well was hot, for sure yeah that was hot um tomorrow's hosts are oh. switch <laughs> <He
1: said. laughs> so someone in chat stands <laughs> up
0: Tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and Janet. Is that right still? Yes. Uh, yeah,
1: okay, awesome. cool. Okay, okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. I think it's right. You know what? We'll see where our voice is at tomorrow. We'll
0: see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, if you're watching live on Twitch after this, we have the finale of the Metal Gear Solid Three playthrough with Barrett, Mike, Kevin, Blessing. Are you gonna be on that. Or is your voice uh, done?
1: I'm going to hang out, you know, I'm, I'm not to out quiet okay, cool. more yeah, than usual, quiet, but like yeah. yeah. you know,
0: yeah, I got, no, no, I got no, no. a quiet, quiet is Metal Gear like no, Solid 5. Oh, no, you're, <laughs> <right, laughs> you're absolutely right, you're absolutely right, you're
1: right. I do have a thing that I, I got sent to my front door that I can't wait to reveal on the stream, Um, and so okay. Kevin knows what I'm talking about. It
0: better not be a costume for Quiet, because uh, I don't want to see that. Listen, um, she
1: breathes through her, the <laughs> she breathes through her skin, I want to live that life
0: if you want to catch the stream later subscribe to (laughs) youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays and of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know to impress all your friends and all the uh, potential sexual partners that you're mm-hmm. gonna woo wow. um we have a patreon post show coming up for those that are subbed at the silver level on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time laugh and grow fat